0: brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we broadcast once a week, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, this week, I want to dig a little deeper into this issue of data that we talked about last week on Fruitbox with Giles Barker of Kissenhub. I'd like to look in more detail at the application of tech such as AI, artificial intelligence, and understand how it can apply to the more effective management of data in various fresh produce lines such as berries and tomatoes, And not just in terms of better analysis of existing data sets, so how much you've produced and and what you've sold at what price, but how do we use data to forecast some very specific things about what's happening in future? Uh, So what you're going to produce and what you're likely to sell and what price you might get and so on. Now, to discuss the future of forecasting, I'm delighted to be joined down the line from London by Michele Dalolio, who's the chief operating officer of Fresh Forecast. Michele, welcome to Fruitbox.
1: Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, Michele, explain Fresh Forecast, uh, and, and and then, if you would, um, explain what artificial intelligence
1: is. Sure. So, in a nutshell, uh, Fresh Forecast was founded uh, in 2013, and we are a London-based company. Uh, so. We are a software company with the mission of um, solving the lack of predictability uh, in the fresh produce business. That's all we do, very specific. Uh, As you know, Chris, in our sector, uh, predictability is one of the factors uh, that drives profitability. Uh, So especially due to the short shelf life uh, that most of our products have, right? So Fresh Forecast uh, helps with uh, its customers to achieve this goal using multiple tools. One of these uh, is uh, the application of AI. So coming back to your, uh, to your question, uh, let's start on what AI the AI application in our sector is not. Because
0: right? we, hear, we hear a lot about AI, and I think we kind of all understand what it means, but I'd like to hear from somebody who's dealing with it each and every day, what it means for us or what it means for you as well.
1: Sure, so again, uh, AI is, is not that sentient being that all the sci-fi movies, right? They, they are telling us about. Uh, the application in our sector is actually, um, is a smart piece of software um, that is uh, very good at performing large amount of relatively simple and easy tasks, right? Like a very proficient and fast assistant. Okay. So just to, if you want to ease our mind into what AI is, we can use a comparison with electricity. Uh, so, when you are in a dark room and you want to turn on your light, you uh, uh, use actually electricity to light up the bulb, right? Um, in order to do that, there are a few bits and bobs that you need to have, and sometimes we, we don't consider them. You, you need to have a switch, you need to have all the wiring in your house, a solid electricity network, and reliable ener- uh, energy source, right? In order, you need all of these in order to turn on the light. Uh, also, uh, Paying paying your bills kind of helps. Uh, like, in a, uh, like in this example, AI is is not the objective it in itself. So often I don't use electricity right uh, in itself, but I use the electricity is used by the a product that solves my issue. Uh, so at the end of the day, AI is a, is a tool that allows you to perform multiple tasks tasks in with exponential ease, basically. Uh, so again, this is the concept is not machine versus human, like in the movies, but it's more a human, a very human centric solution that is assisted uh, by a very diligent machine. Okay. Uh, lastly, I wanted to, I like that, like electricity, when it was first introduced at the beginning of the past century, AI is also relatively young technology, right? Uh, so, success depends a lot on having robust and efficient data pipelines, like, uh, like the electricity network, right? And, uh, and they also have a very clear idea of what you want to solve with, uh, with AI. So, what is the problem you want to solve, like uh, lighting up your room?
0: Okay. So, um, you use this technology, AI, um, to interrogate huge sets of data that companies produce, and then to produce, so you can produce their specific strands of data that help people, managers mostly, to make better decisions about their business and, and actually make even better business decisions as a result. So, is the solution that you have at Fresh Forecast, is it any different to any of the other solutions that there might be out that there might be out there?
1: Well, we have, I think, three main differences. Um that I can highlight. First of all, uh, we believe that specialization is the key of success in fresh produce and also in the AI application. So sometimes generalists uh, often struggle to grasp the complexity and also the beauty, right, of our supply chain. Uh, This is why we build all all our tools from the data flow automation to customized analytics and reports, always driven by uh, the sector peculiarities. Um, secondly, we, we help with the challenging first step uh, that is the creation of data asset. Um, so due to the complexity of our uh, sector, a uh, solid base is necessary in order to um, uh, a solid base is, or, is necessary to create a valuable data asset uh, from which you can extract value and connect and plug advanced tools such as AI forecasting, for instance. Again, picking up the example from before, uh, whenever you need to connect and charge your form from your socket, uh, it's, um, it's it's very easy. But at the end of the day, that happens because a lot of people build uh, the pipeline to get the, from the data from from the source of the energy all the way to your socket, right? In order to give you ele- electricity. So, again, data asset is a big part where we help. And last point, uh, where I think we make the difference is that we have a full supply chain approach. So, uh, considering and managing each step of the supply chain in isolation is not very ideal. Uh, data wise, everything should really be connected in order to benefit from a full picture view. Uh, so, that's why we, uh, in our platform, we connect with all the main data streams along the supply chain from demand to production. If you want to give you a quick example, a bit more practical, so uh, so you usually have procurement and demand plans that are very uh, important in uh, in each process, in, in each business, right? Uh, these two gains uh, exponential wa- value when you put them together. Uh, so in uh, in this way, you can if you have a full supply chain approach, you can integrate these the two data sources and you can, for instance, spot if in one month time uh, you are potentially overstock, you have an overstock or you're short in a specific product.
0: Okay. now can you can you then um, give us more specific examples about these how these tools have been applied? I mean, I know that your focus as a business has been very much on berries and and now I think tomatoes as well. what, what have you been doing there for? for people in that sector.
1: That's true, so focusing, if you focus our conversation on forecasting models, uh, we have a few products categories where we started before. So for instance, uh, you mentioned the berries. We started the first forecasting model in two, back in 2015. Our, tool cover, um, our tools um, They cover roughly uh, 50% of the berries produced in the UK, so we have a big um, representation here. And also we are, um, you are present in other countries as well. So, uh, a specific example on, on the berries uh, application, for instance, this season was speci- uh, was quite challenging. There were several cold and heat waves, right, uh, that challenged both the machine and also the growers' forecast. Uh, for example, the machine that uses weather-related indexes uh, managed to predict w- very well the effect of the cold spring. Uh, So the delay on the crop, uh, where the growers managed to foresee a bit better the effect of the heat wave, because they could see, uh, they had eyes on the field, they could see that the the plants were very much loaded and so on. So again, having, uh, again, this is human cooperating with machine, having two forecasting processes leads to a win-win situation, right, and generating also synergies. Uh, speaking of tomatoes, uh, the model is relatively younger, uh, even if it's performing quite well. Uh, and we had several weeks where the uh, accuracy was up to 97%. So very happy about that. We also work with other products. Um, and every product has its own peculiarity and challenges. Uh, so at the end of the day, building an AI forecasting application is very much like a journey, right? Uh, you start uh, with all the journeys, you will be a good point if you if you take this, uh, the first step sooner than later
0: mm. now okay so i take your product and i put it in my business i'm a let's say a grower for, for the sake of argument um what does it do it helps me improve my profitability reduce my losses reorganize my business model what, what does it what does it do for me
1: yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the key benefits. I think if you if you take a step back, being able to see into the future and have a good understanding, uh, easy access of what happens to the past brings you uh, brings you multiple uh, benefits, right? So if you think about medium, long term time horizon uh, horizon, and you can see into the future, this can help you avoiding a potential shock into your supply chain, or can also help you to leverage better an opportunity that uh, the market is presenting. Like, for example, you can move a promotion or organizing uh, your pickets for the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the short period, it's still valuable. You can still uh, get valuable commercial and operational benefits from a good prediction, right? Uh, so you can, for instance, manage uh, better your workforce in the pack house, or you can arrange an alternative sales channel if, you, in order to avoid wastage. In case you have an overstock of a product, for instance. Mm. Uh, so again, the basic concept is always the same. These tools are enablers. So who is in charge of taking the ultimate decision? That is the human. Is actually the one that is going to capitalize on it, so and extract the value, and therefore mm. uh, obtain the results. Right.
0: Um, now no, you talked. You talked about uh, um, as it were, the the application to the supply chain as a whole, and we've talked quite a lot about, as it were, the the production end of things. But when it, when one looks at demand, um, I understand now that you're able to kind of predict what demand is gonna come down the supply chain. How, how do you do that? I, I still don't kind of really understand it.
1: So I start with the demand is a function, right? That is influenced by uh, multiple factors for both dependent and independent from what the uh, supply chain, uh, the, the decision that the supply chains take, right? So uh, especially in the UK, every company is is aiming for a demand driven supply chain, right? especially the UK is very good with category management in fruit fruit and veg sector. Uh, So in order to be able to understand and predict demand, the first step is again, collect structure and analyze the information. Uh, This is often easier said than done. And that's why we help with, uh, with our tools. As soon as you have all the data asset, uh, for the demand uh, in one place. You can use a machine in order to model demand. Um, Basically you build an engine that can be queried by uh, by the business to foresee the impact of uh, scenarios like uh, what if we change the assortment for instance, or what if we move this promotion or change the price point of an SKU. So just to wrap up with demand is less about uh, Knowing exactly what is going to happen is more about evaluating scenarios given different inputs uh, in order to influence the future.
0: I understand because because this thing about the future. I mean, it seems to me that there are so many unpredictables nowadays. I mean, there's weather, climate change, there's the COVID crisis that none of us predicted. Um, it seems to me that the kind of only predictable thing these days is unpredictability, and and I you know, I don't need an AI tool to tell me that it's going to be un- more unpredictable in the future, do I?
1: That's true. That's very true. So for the unpredictable, uh, scenarios, evaluation and risk management are actually the way, right? So instead of trying to create the perfect crystal ball that tells you everything uh, for the future, you can focus on weighting risks and impacts and uh, consequentially prepare for it, right? So modeling a phenomenon uh, with AI, for example, like demand can help with that. And also, AI can also help you to select the scenario that is optimized by a specific end result. For example, you can prepare different weather scenarios for the next season, uh, evaluate multiple production and demand curves uh, prepared by a machine uh, that are influenced of course from, uh, by your weather assumption, right? and therefore make decision in order to minimize risk and maximize profits. That's at the end of the day, that's always that the goals, right?
0: And, 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 and so therefore, essentially what you're doing is, is making the unpredictable more predictable, if you will.
1: Yes, correct, correct. And also making, um, giving you the chance to, to steer a bit the future, right? I mean, on the direction that is more uh, uh, it's better for your business.
0: Well, uh, Michele, it's been an education. Uh, Our 15 minutes are up. That's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line by Michele Dalogno of Fresh Forecast. Michele, thank you so much for joining us on Fruitbox today.
1: Thank you, Chris. Take care.
0: Now, you can find today's conversation with Michele and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our our website, fruitnet.com. You will know that I share every episode of Fruitbox on my profile on LinkedIn. So do connect with me on there. Uh, and post your comments and reshare with your followers too. And let me know what issues you want to hear discussed here on Fruitbox. So stay tuned and continue to make Fruitbox your regular weekly listen. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at FruitNet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to
1: date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.